One, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ Podcast. We are on episode 77, the second episode we'll be doing in this uh, new format. And uh, we've got more more thoughts around this. We, we're, we're trying to really refresh things a little bit. So we're also going to try to add a little bit more structure to the topics segment. Um, we are going to try, try. To add a little more structure. <laughs> try. You know what we are. Remember for... that word in 10 minutes when we're talking <laughs> about donkey penis. <laughs> The other thing we're going to do is uh, not not just yet, but in the near future, now that we've moved the media segment out into its own entity, uh, what we're probably going to be doing is making the podcast uh, biweekly and then on the off weeks having the media uh, bits go up um, just because life got busy. And honestly, I think we'll have more to talk about if we do it every other week, a little bit more of a build up. But without further ado, so the the way we're going to be structuring today, we've got um, basically it's going to be talking about what was going on during the week. So first one is just anything news worthy, current events that is just, you know, we feel like talking about. Second is going to be games or media that we've been playing that we want to chat about. And then third is just if we have extra time, then we'll you know keep rambling about whatever comes up during the conversation segment. I, I really want to call it segment three. It's the second one now. We're still going to call it segment three. That's it's yeah, just going to be a it. thing. Now. I'm just going to keep calling. Yeah, I'm going to keep calling it segment just, three. Segment three no is a one, quiz. No one mentions segment two. <laughs> it's a rule. <laughs> it's like the uh, what is it in uh, Warhammer 40k? There are two Astartes legions that no one talks about. Oh really? Yeah, there's there's two that just are gone. And I was they, thinking about the the Chinese hotel thing where they miss out certain numbers. Oh, they they do that at casinos too. There's yeah. a casino that I I, I went to for. Uh, it was for Jesse's bachelor party, actually. They, um, they This is what the sound of structure falling apart sounds like, by the way. <laughs> We're still technically in the intro. We're good. Um, but yeah, so that yeah, but casinos they'll skip from a, a like twelve to fourteen. Mm. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I wanted to talk about something that honestly is probably old news at this point, and it only happened like a few days ago, mm. but. Um, do you know what G4 TV is? Uh, rings a bell. Isn't that where you watch Digimon? No. Uh, it's a, it's a, it was a gaming channel, like an actual cable channel about video games from back in the early 2000s. This is sounding a lot like what Digimon originally came from. <laughs> Wait for it. So, but no, no, it was, it was like a, a paid cable channel or you could okay. get it on like satellite TV and stuff like that. And I think they had, like, you could watch some of it online, and they did, like, you get some of their shows in audio format and stuff. Um, I actually liked watching it when I was a, a teenager, and because it was, like, it was it was actually pretty cool. They had, like, you know, uh, hosts that were interesting that actually knew about video games, and it, but it was structured like an actual professional TV show. Anyway, they apparently have gone through a bit of a revival recently, which I didn't know about, and then they blew it all up. By like they they were like oh you know they they rebranded they got all these new shows they they had like a studio and stuff they're like oh we're they're trying to get on the internet craze Big budget yeah yeah and some of the old people from the original show were coming back uh, like one guy who um, anyway they opened one of their first shows <laughs> with this person who I I guess I don't actually know who they are the. By the name, I'm guessing there's some kind of an esports person or maybe a voice actor. Right. But 
the show opens up with like a 10 minute feminist rant about how games are horrible to women and blah, 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 blah. And it just like tanked them right off the bat. And from what I've seen, like this stream that it was on, like people just dunking on it constantly. They had to ban like half the comments in the chat because it was just people dunking on them. Like it was a, it was an absolute shit show. So and, not people who are actually feminist and believing in the thing, just people who are, you know, it's an, it, if you're online, you're expecting trolls. It was a rant that belonged in like 2015. Okay. Like if you, like it reminded me of internet feminists from six years ago. It was all the same talking points okay. that have kind of gone through the, the ringer and most Hang people. On, so were people dunking on the feminists or the channel? Uh, both. Well, because the channel was, it was like, oh, we're going to be talking about Red Dead Redemption, right? And yeah. one of the, one of the people who was on, the, they had like a podcast with like a couple couches and people set up. And one of the, one of the people on the couch just decided, oh, we'll, we'll talk about Red Dead Redemption in a bit. And then she just went on a giant rant about how games are horrible to women and boobies are the only things that are important and just again it was color by numbers feminist talking points okay at like and not not like i'm not talking about like the feminist talking points you would hear back in like the early 1900s or in like the 60s or 70s when there was actually a point to it i'm talking about like internet feminists from like the 2014 to 2016 era yeah, I'd just like to point out because I find it funny. Mm. Um, my my D and D group, you're obviously know they're quite. Um, they have opinions. Yeah. Right, and they're mostly uh, women. Yeah. And then end of the last session, one of them suggested a one shot, and I swear to God, the last twenty minutes of that D and D. Was them asking if they could have mermaid titties in a D and D one shot, <laughs> and that's all they wanted. <laughs> and the one dude in the group, aside from obviously myself, mm. just w did not want to hear anything about this. <laughs> God, I, <sighs> yeah, I. It's funny how these things work. <laughs> it was one of those things that, but basically, what happened, like the. I was I heard about this and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember watching that as you know as a teen, and I was mm. like, oh, I wonder what they're they're up to. And because a bunch of different like I saw a bunch of YouTube videos pop up in my feed, um, mm. like just from channels I'd never even heard of talking about this, and I was watching through a few of them and I actually listened to the whole rant and it was so disjointed. But the other thing that like it was a it was trite and something that had been said a million times before. Yeah. Um, but B, one thing that was like really cringy was the other, you know, three people on the show, just every time she made a point, like people are applauding, like, you've got oh, to, haven't you? It's just, but I, I don't know what you mean, but yeah, it's just so cringy. I mean, I, I guess, but they, they torpedoed their channel in one video. Yeah, they would do. Well, I mean, uh, it's, it's kind of, if you, my if you point play is, it, go on. Here, my, my point is this. They were a, a gaming channel, and rather yeah. than talking about gaming, they 
had one of their hosts go on a preachy rant. So if you're if you're putting out a video where you're like, we're going to talk about video games and Red Dead Redemption, what people are planning to hear about is like gameplay, graphics. Here's a fun story that happened to me in the game. Oh, this story arc is really good. Oh, this voice acting is really good or oh, it's really shit or something like that. What they don't expect to hear is a modern day preachy political lecture. To be fair, I'd say this channel is predominantly gaming, <laughs> and we're currently going on a mm, mildly political tangent, which we often do, and we enjoy doing so. Do, but but my my point is this: I'm saying that it doesn't. But like, so if if I say like Blue, hey, we're going to be talking about Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, I wouldn't expect you to just randomly start talking about politics in the middle of that discussion. It depends. If it was relevant to the game, then yes. But it doesn't sound like this was relevant to no. whatever they're talking it about. It had nothing to do with it. I, oh, I, no, because you said at the beginning, they said, oh, well, actually, we'll talk about it later. If they'd gone on and been like, the women in Red Dead Redemption are treated historically inaccurately because back in the day... that Yeah, that would have been an interesting conversation. I would have liked to hear that. I would have liked to hear that debate. Um... But it was just like an I'm going to preach to camera. And it was one person talking to the camera while the other people were like, yes. Yeah. And clapping like circus seals. Anyway, I just saw that. And it was interesting to me because I remember watching that channel again when I was in middle school or high school. And it was actually like I would have been in high school actually at that point. It was I remember it being entertaining and I remember having like my original iPod iPod and like downloading the podcast version of mm. their shows and just listening to it on that because they were really cool back then. Mm. Um, and then there was there was some other stuff in the background where um, like when people were kind of roasting them after the fact, uh, a couple of the, the other hosts got very up in arms and defensive and said some, let's say, Awful morally things. Dubious. Yeah. Yeah. Morally dubious things. That that's a good way to put it. So I but, see. Yeah. <laughs> just it was one of those things that it, it kind of made me sad because I remembered them back in the day and they, they were good back then. And mm. it, it's it's just yeah. The magic's gone a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean obviously I've been I've been watching I think I don't really what listen to many podcasts. I've listened to Oh god, was it the Corruptional podcast with mm. Jesse Cox and um, what's that super British guy that uh, is no longer with us? Sadly, um, Michael Gambon. Wait, is he is he alive on YouTube? Oh, um, <laughs> uh, it's honestly... not it's not spiffing. Oh, you're Brit. talking about Total um, Biscuit? Total Biscuit. Yeah, there you go. It was his podcast. Um, and then obviously I've listened to Yorkscast, hmm. uh, Triforce podcast. But that, to, to be fair, I think the similarity between them is that I generally just listen to old people <laughs> ranting about games and things that don't really matter, but they're like things that happen in the everyday. And that That's... I'm trying to think, yeah. like, I used to listen to a lot more podcasts than I do now. Mm. And when I say used to, I mean, like, two or three years ago. Right. So like um I'd occasionally listen to but they they didn't really have a lot in common. Like uh 
the guy that did zero punctuation Yahtzee, he mm. he did a semi podcast thing called Let's Drown Out, which yeah. was really good. And it was just him and this Australian friend he had, and the two of them would just chat about that's random what, shit while playing a game. That's what he did with his girlfriend as well, didn't he? She did come on later. No, they they he they had a different series with his girlfriend. Yeah. And that one he actually they actually put out on the professional channel where he posts um mm. his I think she played and then he kind of led the discussion. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was later. Before that, Let's Drown Out started in twenty fifteen and went from there. Right. Um or maybe it ended in twenty fifteen. Either way, I used to listen to that. Um I actually found one this week. Uh that so you know um the channel abroad in Japan. No. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen their videos. I'm not a fan. It's just I like I like I like Japanese the culture. culture so, yeah, it, yeah. So it's it's always cool when they go to like uh, some. Cool. Sorry, I was about to say two different <laughs> words at once and they mixed. Um, <laughs> it's always cool when they they go out to like interesting locations in Japan. They just did one where they went to like uh, like this really cool hotel room in Tokyo. And did a video on that. It just, but through that, I I kind of found a uh, a podcast that is done by these other people, and who that guy occasionally goes on called, um, I think it's called Trash Taste, right? Or it might be called Trash Takes. I think it's Trash Taste though. But it's basically okay. this collection of foreign-born Japanese YouTubers who just do a podcast together, and they just talk about random you know, random shit. It doesn't have to do like, sometimes they'll have themes and stuff, but um, mm. I also used to listen to the rooster teeth podcast, but they yeah, kind of, rooster teeth was never, they were always a bit too childish for my liking. I don't know. They, they really entertained me back in, I don't know. I, I used to listen to them a lot in like 2018 and 2019. That was when I really got into them. Mm. Um, and then, it was near the end of 2019. I don't know. I was just kind of getting sick of them. And I don't yeah. know if it was anything that they were doing in particular, but it just didn't really appeal to me that well anymore. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You do kind of fall and you see some YouTube channels kind of falling into a trend and then they just never innovate again. They don't need to because they've got enough people, but yeah, uh, it's nice to mix things up every so often, I think. But it's, yeah. And, it's also, you kind of get, if you have the same thing all the time, you're eventually going to get a little sick of it and want to move on, check something else out. You know? Yeah. Your tastes come and go. Hmm. Uh, no, there's actually one other podcast that's to the Unsubscribe podcast. <clears throat> and um, that's a bit more, it, it's again, a, it's a gaming podcast predominantly. Mm. But it's... Uh, Probably people of more of a political stance than the other podcasts I listen to. Um, yeah, very American. <laughs> Unsubscribe uh, was yeah. it called? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll. I don't know if I'm. I might be kind of getting back into that for a while, um, hmm. or listening to it because I. I find. I mean, I, you get into podcasts when you have long journeys that you need to sit and wait on. Well, exactly. Well, now that I actually have to commute in a few days a week again, and also, you know, it's a good thing to have on when I'm doing editing or fiddling around with stuff because it's something I can kind of have on in the background. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was being. Um, 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't trust myself because I'm cycling to work. Mm. I don't trust myself listening to a podcast on the way. And I'd love to, but for a start, I don't think I, it's a long enough journey. And second of all, I'm just hyper paranoid when I'm on the road. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like listening to them when I'm driving. That that that, mm. that is the thing. Like I've commuted for most of my life, and I've mm. I've been driving since I was sixteen. So at this point, it's like second nature. So mm. if I don't have something on, I'm insanely bored when I'm driving. So podcasts yeah. are perfect for that, or audiobooks. Yeah, well, you got plenty of books you need to read. I do actually. I have a backlog of audiobooks. I'm currently in the middle of the. I'm currently in the middle of the completed works of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Oh really? Yeah, I'm. In, I'm right now in the middle of uh, Mount. What is it? Mountains of something. Madness. Mountains of madness. Yeah, I'm almost done with that one. I've not read it. I just know that it's one of the books. Yeah, I'm listening to him on an audiobook. The audiobook yeah. is actually really good. The ones that I'm, I guess we're moving into media that you know we've talked we've dealt with this week, but the yeah. the audiobook that I have, the completed works, is actually dictated by guys who, I, they, they founded like the HP Lovecraft Society in, and like, it's basically, they've done like... That's basically a cult. <laughs> if it's HP Lovecraft and it's a society, it's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they had an intro to the book and normally I don't really give a shit about the, about the author or anything yeah. like that. Or if there's like a forward or something like that, I skip it because I don't care. I like I I've never understood people who care about the personal lives of people who sp play sports or people who no. do music. So I'm like, I don't give a shit. If you play sports, you're out there, you know, entertain me while you're in the field. I don't give a crap what you do when you're not on the field. Same yeah. thing with music. It's like you come out there and you sing and then you go away. Like I don't care about anything else besides that. <laughs> Get back in your box. Stay in. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, but, but so there there's that. But this one was actually like I listened to the first couple minutes of it because I had my phone in my pocket and I couldn't get it out fast enough. And I was like, mm. oh, this is actually pretty interesting. And so I listened to the whole thing talking about their history of getting into like, you know, the Lovecraftian lore and the different things that they've done. And they actually so it's people who have been passionate about his works. Yeah. Uh, and it's been they a big part of their a life. drink slime, but the feds stopped them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Drink our new Cthulhu IPA. No. Oh, my goodness. It would be both really cool and also really fucked up. <laughs> well, their backstory was, like, that they had um, done, like, uh, the Call of Cthulhu tabletop game. Yeah. Like the, and they're, they, all, they're all D&D &D players. I oh, basically God. put my life on <laughs> they, they But they, they went even further than that and did, like, reenactments. So, like, yeah. not reenactment, but, like, LARPing. big... Yeah, LARPing. They essentially did LARPing, but with Cthulhu. Hmm. Um, <laughs> poor bastard that has to be Cthulhu. <laughs> no one can see this, but we both made tentacle hands on our faces. But oh yeah. god! But it's it's quite good. And the I I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day, um, and like the the kind of how these stories were actually horror. Because I feel like the way that they were horrifying to people when these books came out, now it's just like the standard mode of thinking for a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot. The reason, well, one of the reasons I love Cthulhu so much is that they do not fall into the category of cheap jump scares. 
they are mm. all about the psychological, the you know, the extra layer of you think about something you're like, oh shit, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like it takes a second, you process it, and then you're really like, fuck me. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of Lovecraft's works were about the horror of like, it was existential dread is the mm. the phrasing that I, I hear used a lot with it. And it's the idea that the the horror in it comes from the fact that um if you know following the logic in those stories hmm. humanity is this insignificant pinprick on the universe that will eventually fade away and mean nothing and it will be a blip yep. on the scale of the universe and you know for people also with some like the dumbest people in the universe <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Also, exactly, yeah. yeah, because these other creatures, they're able to just create life for fun. Yeah. And our, you know, petty struggles are somehow, you know, they, they're they're extremely relevant to us, but they mean nothing on that cosmic scale. And that's, that's the horror behind those books, mm. which, again, I feel like with how nihilistic I, I, I get a lot of modern culture is, I just like... Is that really horrifying these days? I feel like that's just how most people feel. Yeah, I mean, what with the emo phase, people are just, <laughs> I don't know, maybe not. Um, it's not horrifying because of all the lo-fi hip-hop? Well, because we all talk about it so much. Like, I doubt in, in the past people feel, would come in and be like, ah, oh, I was, you know... I've been murdered at work today kind of thing. Like People probably wouldn't have said that kind of shit back in the... I don't know, maybe they would. Mm. There's just a lot more self-depth... No, not even that. Self-pity, I think, in this day and age. Yeah. And it kind of leads to exaggeration and then stuff that's meant to not be exaggerated just doesn't sound nearly as bad. Yeah. We're, we're getting into dangerous territory we could be talking about philosophy in a few seconds yeah i'm, I'm wondering how they managed to larp like because most of as we've just discussed most of lovecraftian life mm. is is kind of like psychological and dream sequences and things like that so like how the fuck do they sort that out <laughs> maybe they they have people acting as cultist members just do creepy eyes at everyone that comes by <laughs> it's just like oh oh god damn it we all turned up again and we're all cult members again god damn it <laughs> it's time to go and worship the fish people <laughs> oh no wait Greg's come along as a fish excellent <laughs> good job Greg we're gonna worship you they show up with the, one of those giant rubber horse heads on oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well that kind of brings us along to what I was uh, gonna talk about alright alright let me hear it <laughs> Um, so, in this day and age, I feel like weddings are, there are people who, uh, basically want to enjoy weddings and not have the whole, not make it quite so spiritual, right? Mm. I'm going to be going to a dinosaur-themed wedding. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I got something to t talk about this, too, but go on. Let me hear about it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to give away too much, but like, yeah, there's a couple who Alicia knows and they're getting married. I can't wait. I'm like, I got to like turn up to the wedding in one of those dinosaur suits. <laughs> Bring them a copy of Dino Pimp. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't. 
But you but should. I want to. <laughs> For those that weren't listening in the early stages of the podcast, we had a, a couple book reviews that we did as a joke for um, where both of us went through a dinosaur erotica book. And um, one of them was called Dino Pimp. And I don't remember. What was the one you did? Uh, Ravaged by the Triceratops. Ravaged by the Triceratops. Yeah. So could be appropriate here. Yeah. Just because of. Dinosaur, but as a triceratops with dildos for horns. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm sure that would be incredibly appropriate at this um, two women wedding. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, so like, I'm looking forward to that. I, I can't wait to see what it's like. I hope all the food's going to be like dinosaur themed. There was a. Um... I've I've only been to like two themed weddings. Mm. And also, they, I think too far. I think it's just the after party that's going to be done. That's going to be I'm okay. Not sure, but so, so like the ceremony will be normal, but then <laughs> you'll the have a dinosaur <laughs> reception. <laughs> the inflatable dinosaur person running up with the ring, <laughs> with tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I can only imagine. Uh, I mean, but I, sorry. No, 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 it's 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 fine. Um, I feel like I'm cutting you off. If you had more to say about that, I was just gonna say I, I was going over to um, pick Alicia up the other night from mm. work, and I was waiting by a pub, and there was a guy running around the pub in a d- inflatable dinosaur. Okay, <laughs> he's just running around. It. it was fucking hilarious. Anyway, go. On. There. So, Can you beat that? <laughs> no, I well, not really. Not that one. Actually, I have a pub story that can okay. potentially beat that. Um, but I want to stay on themed weddings and then I'll tell that story. Yep. Yep. Um you've my, been to a lot of weddings. I have been to quite a few weddings. Um I think I I want to say probably about three quarters of my friends from college are married now. Um and one of the the weddings I went to, like I've been to like the very traditional ones. I've been the ones that are more like casual. They're they're more about the, but they still keep a traditional esque ceremony. But the yeah, you know, the weddings themselves can change. Um, and I've been. Like to, you want to say the wake, but that's funerals. No, yeah, that's a it's the opposite. <laughs> um, we still have a party afterwards. It's like uh, I just can't remember what it's called. Well, have a party. It depends on yeah. I guess it depends on the culture. The Irish at least have a party afterwards. Mm. Um, I think everywhere does. I feel like it's more somber in some cultures, but Germans have cake before the main meal. Sorry, <laughs> my uh, one of two of my college friends, they massive nerds. Yeah, they had a Lord of the Rings themed wedding. Nice uh, to the point where I, I'm pretty sure the bride wore like things to make her ears look like elf ears. Oh no! And she had like, but she had like the the wedding dress was custom made to look like those really cool looking like elf dresses from the movies yeah and the you know the 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 groomsmen all had like swords the um the bridesmaids all had like various magical paraphernalia but it it, but it wasn't like cheap shit like we actually had like movie prop kind of stuff yeah like like really high quality nice stuff and they had the the arch where they actually had the the ceremony performed made to look like one of those elf gateways from Lord of the Rings. 
were they LARPers and they just... No, no, they weren't. <laughs> okay. Believe me, there were LARPers at my college. One of them nearly shot me with a bow and arrow. Nice. Because they were they were LARPing and I was trying to get across the, you know, there's a little field, the quad in the middle of our... Was it a real arrow? I was... It wasn't a real arrow, but it was shot with a real bow, so it would have hurt if it hit me. Yeah. I was trying to get to my car because I, I had a summer job at the college and, like, I made the mistake of walking through the LARPing. Um... It was dangerous sport out there. Yeah, no, it was. It was. It was like basically like a a shaft of like thin PVC pipe that with like a um like one of those squishy balls on the end, so it would like it if it hit somebody, it would be like a soft impact. They essentially shot you with a dildo. They essentially shot me with a dildo. Yes, I could see the look on face. Just I could see you barely containing that laugh, but. The, but anyway, no, but it was it was actually like it was a beautiful wedding. So they did that for yeah. the actual ceremony. And then it was the, the reception had like a Lord of the Rings themed like cake and gift table and stuff. But people were in normal like <gasps> wedding attire after that. Did they have like the cake as like, what was it Minas Tirith? So it had the big walkway out from the top tier of the cake. That would have been so. I think it would have been the circular levels. You know what? I'm, been, I'm really trying to remember what the cake looked like now. I know if it was, they did that, that's such a missed opportunity. I don't think they did. I don't think they went that far. I, I'm, oh. this, this was like four or five years ago now, and I'm I'm really trying to remember what the cake looked like. I remember the ceremony. I remember the props. Yeah. I remember like um, the actual like dinner area and everything, but I can't. Oh, if I have a single also, candle on top of the very edge of the bridge, where it's the fire, the guy who's on fire who runs off the end. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the kind of thing you want to have at your wedding. <laughs> it's all the rings. Oh god, and he's just like on a toothpick flying through the air, like he's but he's like mid dive. Oh god. Okay, we're just we're going <laughs> going off the deep end at this point. Also, completely random story from that that wedding. Mm. I loved. The fact that, uh, so, I, I've I've been a groomsman a few times, and I was a groomsman mm. at that wedding. And the suits that we all got as groomsmen had suspenders. Oh, I hadn't yeah. worn suspenders since I was like four years old, and I'm like, these things are amazing. Like I, I've been wearing them for fucking years. Love those things. I, I I wear belts. I don't wear suspenders. So like I just mm. I th th that was really cool. I'd love to wear a suit with suspenders again. Completely random tangent. Um, and just to close the loop, mm. the pub story. Yep. I was not actually at this pub, but so we used to in college occasionally like you know get a little stir crazy and just want to go. Let's wander through the city, right? We'll yeah. just walk in a direction for a few hours and walk back, explore, check some stuff out. Yeah. Um, and we were wandering through, um, like, the downtown area. And it was probably, like, 1 a.m. And across the street... Oh, and Juan almost got hit by a truck. It was hilarious. Uh, he, <laughs> he He's used to walking around in, in Boston where basically, like... The pedestrians are bigger assholes than the drivers, and so you can just walk out in the street, and the, the cars will generally see you and stop. He tried yeah. to do that in this this city, which was a much smaller city, and the truck just swerved around him and honked at him, and he nearly got sideswiped. The thing was hilarious. Anyway, Jeez. so we we get down that block, and there was a bar across the street from us, and um, 
out front of it, we heard like this loud all argument. And what we saw was like they had like one of those like folding signs that has like the specials and stuff out front of it. Yeah. And leaning on that was this, you know, tall, like skinny dude. And he was just sitting there smoking a cigarette. And then running around him was this woman and this guy shouting at each other, having like a full on domestic argument, both of them wasted. And they were shouting over this guy. But he was just completely oblivious. He was just sitting there, chill as chill could be, smoking a cigarette, just looking off into space, somehow oblivious to this giant argument that was happening over his head. Nice. Oh. Yeah, you gotta love drunk people sometimes just for giving you the free entertainment. Yeah, well, yeah, if you can see them at a distance. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Oh my god. Alright. Well that's a that's a good place to end it off on. Because mm -hmm. now we have our upcoming segment. You've got a quiz prepared. Segment three. And if the quiz if the quiz uh does not adequately fill up the rest of the time, we also wanted to talk about uh, the Pokemon game Blue's been playing recently. You've been playing the, the Switch remakes of Pokemon Pearl and Diamond, correct? Yes. Alright. So that's what you got coming up for the next segment. Um, but this is going to be the end of segment one of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. And you will hear us again momentarily for segment three. Welcome Man, back. That, that fucking Fuck. part two God. was crazy, wasn't it, Kaiser? Jesus. The you things that you said just cannot be repeated. I'm you, sure that's never going to come out. You really? Really? My intro? How, how could yes. you... How could you do this to me? Um, welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on segment three, our wild card segment, which, as Blue well knows, there is no segment two. Or if there is, it's in a mysterious other realm, somewhere we are not. Deedles, but segment three this week, we've got a quiz, a 10 question quiz this time. Let's hear it. And the theme. Do you want to give a guess what the theme could be? Cthulhu. Theme is Pokemon. <laughs> oh god, it is. I should have known because you were like, oh, I've been playing Pokemon Diamond. I can do this. I though. very subtly asked before, you have played Pokemon Diamond, right? <laughs> I played it back in whenever the original one came out for the DS. Oh, I and hope your memory's good. I didn't beat it. That was Really? No. Oh. So this, this will be fun. It was my first proper Pokemon game that I played through. I've um, I, so I loved it. For reference, and I do want to say this, this is me defending myself ahead of time. Mm. I've beat Pokemon red, blue, and yellow multiple times each. I've beat well, don't worry, there's no questions about that. Just let me keep going. I've beat Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green multiple times each. I've mm -hmm. beat Pokemon uh Gold and Silver multiple times and the remake of Gold. Uh I've beat Sword and Shield? Mm, I haven't beat Sword and Shield. Ruby and uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Sapphire. I've beat one of those once. Black and white. I beat white entirely in Japanese, and I because I I couldn't read anything. But I it was going to be a year before it came out in the U.S., so I got the emulator in Japanese and beat it without actually being able to read any of the words in it. Yep. Um, and what was the other one? X and Y? X and Y. I think I beat. X. 
Um, okay. I don't know if I actually it's a bit beat fucked it. up, guys. You probably shouldn't say that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I should have played the game corresponding to my chromosome. <laughs> so, um, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Good luck at home. The first five questions are specifically about Pokemon Diamond, by the way. Okay. Well, Pokemon Diamond or Pearl, because it doesn't matter. Go for it. Okay, question number one. Start on the clock. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. One Pokemon, including its evolved version, does all of the hidden moves apart from Fly. Which Pokemon is it? So this is in Brilliant Diamond. This is not in the original, because in the original you had to teach them to your Pokemon, but in the new versions... They can learn them. They don't, in the new no no in the new version they don't need to learn them, you just have the abilities, and wild oh. Pokemon do the things for you. I'm gonna say so Starmie. One, okay, you're saying Starmie, so that this covers like swim, um, waterfall. It, it's everything rock but smash. fly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, oh god. Fifteen seconds. Strength. Yeah, the 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 big fat war turtle, the big one, not war turtle. Um, the crocodile. No, he, he's the crocodile, and he gets bigger, and he's a bigger crocodile. I think that's gold and silver that I'm thinking of. Shit, I'm, I'm sure. gonna go with my original Stormy. answer, Starmie. Okay. The Pokemon that does all of the hidden moves, with exception to fly, is Bidoof. <laughs> I fuck you, not. <laughs> You use Surf on a Bidoof. I should have known that. I actually should have known that. Because, so, uh, my my friend Keith and yeah. I, like, I he should, like, because I, I always played it in a, I never did the strategy where you have one shit Pokemon in your party that you teach all of the things. Mm. He did that, so he'd have five good Pokemon and then one that he'd just throw all the HMs on. Yeah. And yeah. it was always Bidoof. I should have known that one. <laughs> He can also do waterfall, and yes, they have animated Bidoof that you're sitting on his back when he swims and he just fucking shoots up a waterfall. There's, um, it's fucking weird. There's a thumbnail. I already know what picture needs to go into the thumbnail. Um, so just <laughs> remind me after yes. this. Uh, question number two. Yeah. In Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, what is the name of the professor. Fuck, I should know this. <laughs> Let's see, we got there was oak, there was elm, there was birch. I mean that the fact that you know all those really does help because of the theme. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember which one was in those games. Mm. I I'm actually going to just go on and I'm gonna say it's Professor Birch. Okay. Final answer? Yeah, because I know he's in one of them, I just can't remember which one. It is the Professor Rowan. Fuck. Nice try. I do actually like the way that the Professor Rowan looks. Yeah. I think he's he's one of the cooler looking professors. Oak kind of looks a bit I don't I'm not a massive fan of Oak's Oak. just classic. Oak's vanilla. Like he's Yeah, Rowan's got a big fucking mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um so the the picture I was thinking of and uh, a few minutes ago. I don't know if you've seen this one. It's a, a comic someone did. And mm. the first thing is like Ash trying to teach Scyther fly. 
and mm. Scyther can't learn to fly. And but Spiro can. So the very yeah. next panel is Gary Oak standing like just on the back of a Spiro up in the air going, whoa! Because <laughs> this is this tiny bird and he's standing on the back of it. Anyway, <laughs> go on. Um, okay, question number three. Yeah. In Pokemon Diamond. Ready. What title is given to Mesprit, Uxie, and Azelf? Who? Those are our Pokemon. The title given to Mesprit, Uxie, and Azelf. Well, I'm assuming that they're, they're some variety of legendary Pokemon, so they probably give it like a... Um, I'm assuming you're, you didn't go with something very generic like legendary Pokemon, because that's something that's given to all other legendary Pokemon. No. I'm assuming yeah. they gave them to some... This another... is specific to those three. Okay, in which case, I'm going to uh, say... I want to say it started with an M. I'm going to say Mystic. Okay. Like I, I want to say Mystic or Mythic, but I might just be pulling that out of my ass. So, in uh, part of the story for Diamond and Pearl, is that in order to summon Dialga, mm. uh, they have the the villain has to get the uh, the power of these three Pokemon, who each reside in lakes dotted around the region. And so they are the Lake Guardians. Oh, okay. I wouldn't. Yeah, I definitely would not have got that. Okay. Okay. Question four. I feel like these have been a bit too hard, but I didn't know your experience with this game. <laughs> it's it's not. It's a game that I played, but I played it briefly and never beat it. Yeah. You but, always got the first one. Yeah. Keep going. Well, here's one that isn't necessarily diamond, but it's. Anyway, when I looked up, I had that suffix at the beginning, so maybe it's... Anyway. Let's see it. Come on. In Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, name a type that is super effective against the fairy type. Well, with a tough one. Oh, these, this is actually pretty easy. They're, yeah? Like, if... Assuming they haven't changed it too much from the old days, there's a few that are going to be good against fairy. I will um, tell you this. There are two answers. Yeah, I want to say that the ones I, I want to say the ones that are good against fairy are rock and steel. I'm gonna guess both of them. Well, no, you have to guess one. All right, fine. If both of those are right, though, I want a bonus point. <laughs> uh, I'll go with rock type. Okay, stopping the clock. You can probably tell by my smile. Was it steel? That it is poison. And. Steel. Fuck. See, oh, you're so close. Steel was like, my Ooh. first guess too, and I went with rock because I thought it was a safer guess. Come on, give no. me half a point. Uh, okay, I'll give you half a pity point. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Bidoof worth of a point. I have one Bidoof. One Bidoof, yes. Yeah, more than I ever wanted. It. Yep. <laughs> Question number five. The last of the brilliant diamond questions. Okay. Name a type. No, wait, no, that's the wrong one. Uh, name three of the super contest show categories. The super contest show categories. Um, just any of them. Three of them. Three. There oh. are five in total. Oh God, there's, there's more than I even thought. Um, I'm, I'm assuming this is like 
because Di- I want to say that Diamond and Pearl is where they introduced the idea of doing like the breeder shows where they so the had super them. Content, sorry, super contest shows are where, first of all, it's based off of um, the Pokemon's uh, style, then it's their stickers that you put on the ball, then it's. I'm just going to stop the timer because it's unfair. Mm. Um, then it's a, a quick time event. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. that, that's basically a super it, it sounds like they've they've improved them from the original but in the original it was essentially like um, hmm. well you know like dressage like where they have the horses dancing and stuff like yeah. that or where they have like the dog contest where they go out there and they look pretty and yeah um, okay I'm going to say is it if you want I'll give you one of them and then obviously you can't use that one there's only Four others. Yeah, that, that'd be good just to give me an idea what they all like follow in terms of theme. Okay, so one of the categories is coolness. Okay, that's... You see, this is what I was trying to figure out. If it was something mm. like that, or if it was like an event. Like it was like, you know, I don't know, 100-yard jump or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. So, I'm going to say... Uh, Poise. No, they wouldn't use a word. Game for children. Yeah, they wouldn't use a word like poise. Fuck. I'm gonna give you twenty more seconds. Fuck. Uh, Coolness is probably was was actually the one I had in my mind. So now I can't use that one. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with passion, elegance, or uh, passion, elegance, and. Uh, what's the word? Brazen. Brazen, okay. Uh, the answers are first one, coolness, like I said. Second one, cuteness. Fuck. That should have been Third obvious. One, beauty. Fuck. Fourth is cleverness. And fifth is toughness. There wow. you go. You fucking sucked at that. I really did. Because you know what? Even in the original games, I never did those contests. Really? No. Oh, I, I thought love they you. were the that they were the stupidest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> I wanted to go out there and kill more Pokemon. I didn't want to go in there and watch them dance around with stickers on their face. Uh, killing the crowd in a different way. <laughs> uh, question number six, and we've gone off of the specifically diamond uh, questions now. Okay, I have a chance. Yeah, because you've got half a point so far, and that was generous. It was, hey, I did say steel first. <laughs> you said steel and rock. And in I fact, did. you said rocks first. Anyway, uh, what are four of the eight Pokemon regions called? Uh, let's go with some of the easy ones. Kanto, Johto. Um... I like how you're naming them from the beginning. This is good. <laughs> well, it, it's the order I experienced them in. Uh, yep. Kanto, Johto... Um, Hoenn. Yep, one more. And fuck, what was the French one called? Kanto, Johto, Hoenn. Oh my god, I'm I'm really I'm. Twenty seconds. What was the fucking Hawaiian one called? That one was good too. Yep. 
Ten seconds. I don't know. Ondo. Okay, I'm gonna stop it. I couldn't think of a fourth one. Fuck. The Hawaiian one was. I think is Alola. Alola. Uh, but so you did Kanto Johto Hoenn. Mm -hmm. Then there was Sinnoh. Oh, I should have known that one. Yeah, that one's. Uh, Unova. I wouldn't which... have known that one. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, Kalos. Never heard of that one. Then it's Alola. Mm -hmm. And finally, Galar. That's the that's the one in the UK. Maybe, I don't know. The Sword and Shield ones. Um, okay. Uh, three out of four. That was better than I thought I was going to do. I'm surprised I remember Yeah, I mean, you fucking nailed those first three in, like, seconds. Um... I'll give you. I'll give you another half point. You're up to one Bidoof. I've done it. One point. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yes. What Pokemon did I nickname after you? And this is partially a trick question. <laughs> but I don't know. Tony, that might only confuse me more. Chances further. Yeah. Why is it a trick question? Because it's a Digimon. No. What um, Pokemon did I nickname after you? It's probably going to be a Bidoof, but... <laughs> but is that the trick? Yeah, I don't know. 20 seconds. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a Bidoof. Okay, I'm going to stop the clock there. Pokemon, uh, the Pokemon that I nicknamed after you was Scyther. Oh, that's actually okay. I wasn't sure. Scyther. That's okay. I like that. That's what I called it. I'm sad that I got the question wrong, but I'm happy that you chose a good Pokemon. I mean, yeah, it's not exactly Nanimon, is it? No. <laughs> is Bidoof the Nanimon of. <laughs> No, I just, I assumed that, like, you knew I hated Bidoof, so you named a Bidoof after me. <laughs> Bidoof is adorable, especially if you've seen that animation, which we'll be talking about later. Okay. Okay, question number eight. I'm sure you'll get this one. Name six types of Pokeball, not including the original. Okay, so you can't use Pokeball. All right, yeah. um, well, then we'll go with Great Ball, Ultra Ball, Master Ball. So there's yep. three. Uh, prestige ball, netball. Prestige ball. Yeah, prestige ball. I've never it's, heard of that one. It's the white one with the red band on the middle. It's that's not prestige. That's something else. That that's what it was called in the original games. It's called prestige ball. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, premier ball. I think they call it now. Maybe. I think they they probably changed the name. Premier ball. I'll say instead instead of prestige ball. Okay. Um, I already said netball, so we're up to five, and then. Heel ball. Heel ball is one. So, what, sorry. That's, that should be six. Quickly. So, I said uh, great ball, ultra ball, master ball, net ball, premier ball, and heel ball. Okay, it's all going to come down to whether premier ball counts. Well, it's either prestige or premier ball. It's one or the other. It had like a fancy name to it. And it was like you could all... did originally call it. Maybe it is still called that, the Premier Ball. Okay. I'm not seeing anything about Prestige Ball. 
Okay, um, I probably uh, Premier Ball was what I said the second time, so that's what I actually went with. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I've been using um, in this current run through. I've been using a lot of timer balls and quick balls. Really, I never used any of the weird types of balls. They all just sat in my inventory until I ran out of Ultra Balls. Well, the reason so I use those two and also Dusk Balls a lot because a uh, on the Switch version. It does day and night cycle with the real world. Mm -hmm. And I am nocturnal, pretty much. So Dusk Balls always give me an advantage. You know, they they did do it with the real world in the original game, too. But the trick was just to set your internal clock Things on your DS. Clock, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah timer ball, the longer the fight goes on, the higher the chance of it catching. Mm. And Quick Ball, literally, you throw it before even attacking. And quite often, it will just straight up catch them. I've caught legendaries with Quick Balls. Hmm. I mean, it, so make, it, it makes sense. I just never used them because... I mean, you named Netball. Who the fuck uses the fish one? <laughs> fish and bug types. You know what? That is Netballs were one of the few ones I used because I used them to catch Magikarp. Also, I never used Heal Ball because, like, it what, heals them without you oh, having yeah, heal, to go back to a heal center. Heal Balls are fucking pointless. Yeah. What was the black one with, like, gold trimming on it? Oh, I know the one you're talking about, too. I can't think of it, though. Maybe it's, like, a different Ultra Ball? I mean, no. Ultra Balls were black and gold. No, Luxury Ball. Luxury Ball. Oh, right, because it improved your Pokemon's disposition if you caught them with that ball. Yeah, it made them friendly with you faster or something. Um, yeah, well done. You got that. All right. That's my first legitimate question I've got. It's the first one I've got 100% right. Boom. Also, by the way, I haven't used any premium balls because they give them to you for free every, like, ten things you buy in a shop. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to use some fucking freebie. <laughs> like, fuck that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they're just worse. I feel like I... In, in the Pokemon Sword and Shield, I think I used one of them to catch something because I'm like, it's just cluttering my inventory. Yeah. They just kind of Talk there. Now, actually, uh, right. let's before we go on to the next question. This is okay. this is a phenomenon that I experience a lot in RPGs, and I feel like a lot of people who play video games have Pokemon being an RPG. Yeah. Um, it's the uh, the 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 harrowing thought of, but I might need it later. Yeah, the potions, yeah, and stuff you, in Skyrim. Yeah, or the, just, you end up with a, a bunch of clutter. I was playing The Witcher three earlier, mm. like before work this morning, and. I have like a bunch of like swords, but they're like really rare. But they're I'm never going to use them. I'm either gonna put them in a storage not chest. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it, yeah. But go on. But I feel like that's what my Pokeballs fell into in these original games. Because I just used the Ultra Ball, because I knew I could buy more of those. But the other ones. I've actually found that Ultra Ball highly anyway, this is a conversation for us. Because <laughs> okay. we're gonna talk about Pokemon. Okay. Uh, question number nine. What is the name of the sweet treats that you feed your Pokemon? And I'm not talking about berries. Are you talking about rare candies? Uh, they're not really a true. They're no, called candy. About... Yeah, no, but then that's not what I'm talking about. I should say to uh, to improve your Pokemon's. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I know what you're talking style. Yeah, I know what you're talking about because you have to put them into those machines and they spit them out and they look like little cubes. Mm, sure. I know what they are, but I, like most things in video games, I never called them by their actual name. They're in Pokemon Go as well, so I know you've seen them. 
thought they were just called candies in Pokemon Go. Nope. Five seconds. I don't know. Gumdrops. Okay. The sweet treats that you feed your Pokemon are called Poffins. Isn't that a bird from New Zealand? That's a puffin. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very fun word, isn't it? Puffin. It really is. Awesome. Yeah, I I, like I said, I I never really used those things. So yeah, you you combine berries and you mix them up and you make spicy puffins, cool puffins. Yeah, I I knew what they were and I knew how to get them. I just didn't have any idea what the fuck they were called. Yeah. All right. Next question. Let's see if I can get. Finalement. A full question correct. Let's, no way you got a Pokeball one correct. Yep. That's, fair. That's fair. So at this point, okay. if I get this question correct, I will increase my score by 50%. You will. You sad, sad man. <laughs> Come on, let's see it. Okay. What is the name of the Pokemon challenge where if a Pokemon dies, they are not allowed to be used again? Oh, this is like some kind of a meta thing that like streamers and shit do, isn't it? Sort um, of, yeah. It's for the real try-hard, hardcore Pokemon fans. I don't know. I just want to say something name. like meme-worthy, like you know, zero deaths. Lassie isn't coming home again. Uh, I would never attempt one of these because I would just fucking raged way too much I have oh, so also much. you can't capture more than one of each Pokemon ten seconds I mean if you don't know you don't know <laughs> I don't know the fucking one one chance one opportunity one life one life challenge <laughs> one life <laughs> I'm thinking of what was in my head was the Eminem song like you know yeah <laughs> gone um so no it's uh it's called the nuzlocke challenge i you know i've heard that before mm. why is it called the but why is it called i don't it? Is know that a Pokemon? The Nuzl- no not that i know of there's nuzleaf i think don't God. Know. you know what yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna turn the tables on you right now because i oh. i feel like you know attacked here i got two questions right out of <laughs> out of all these things pokemon game i barely played so i'm gonna ask you a question it from one super of the super effective a pokemon game that i played as a kid that you okay. uh probably won't know the answer to or if you do i'll be very impressed okay how did you get to fight misigno in the original pokemon games pokemon red blue and yellow misigno wait say the name again Missigno. It was it was missing number, and it was it was a glitch in the game, and oh, you were able to like uh, dupe fuck. items yeah, I and stuff. You and... could get like your characters to over level hundred with it. Yeah. Um, yep. How did you get to? Uh, I think it was something to do with the unknown cave, wasn't it? No, it was not. Shit. You've still got. You know, I'll give you another sixty seconds. Uh. I'm actually wearing. Saying, a watch. I'm assuming it's going to be something to do with integers and the coding. So uh, maybe you had to reduce a Pokemon. You can. I know you can only ever ha- have the opportunity to do it once. No, but maybe you could like. I'll tell you this much: you're wrong about that. You could do it as many times as you wanted. Okay. Um, 
maybe reduce a Pokemon's attack or something below zero and it shoots up to the other end of the scale or something, I don't know. Uh, is that your final answer? Uh, sure. Alright. The way that you got to fight Misigno mm-hmm. was you would first have to go to Viridian City. Yeah. Talk to the man that gives you the tutorial about how to catch a Pokemon. And then immediately fly to Cinnabar Island. And then go to the right-hand side of the island, get into the water, and immediately along the edge of the island, surf up and down, and he would appear. I see. As well as some other... You could also get Mew that way, uh, which was the only way to get him in the original game without going to some kind of an event. Oh, I see. But yeah. Well, there we go. That was I actually int- was told about that on one of the podcasts that I talked about earlier, but I've completely <laughs> forgotten it. And there, the other thing was any item that was in your sixth slot in your item inventory would be duplicated well over infinite numbers. So you could get like piles of rare candy, right, Master candies, Balls, yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, fun little glitch from back in the day. Yeah, I mean... Back when I was playing Pokemon Diamond, I didn't play it when I didn't do it when I did my first run of it. But yeah, it was like cheat packs for the DS, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was I was just curious to see what some of the moves were that Pokemon did at high levels. So I just infinite candied myself and I did no clips, so I could walk across the ocean and get the legendary Pokemon that you don't need otherwise need in events. Yeah, there, I mean there were like glitches like that are always fun when you go back and do them. Like the original Oblivion, like I beat that legitimately. But mm. in the original build of it for the Xbox, there was a, a guy in the capital city you could murder, and he would have infinite stacks of six gold on him. So you could get infinite gold. Right. And there were glitches. You'd have to murder him each six gold, so it's not really. No, no, no. You just murder him once, and then on his corpse, there's six gold that never goes away. Oh, I see. And so you can just keep gotcha. tapping A repeatedly, and you'll just keep getting the six gold. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, so the, the Pokemon game, as you know, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, and mm. it's, I, I think I have to, to retake my stance on modern day Pokemon games, because previously, I think I've said on the podcast, there was a Pokemon game that I played, I think it was X and Y, mm-hmm. and I played through the whole game without ever losing once, I accidentally walked into the final four, uh, having not healed after going through Victory Road for the first time and still beat them all. Um, but no, this one, maybe I'm just not as good at games anymore. Um, but no, it took a lot of tries, actually, to get past just the, the final champion because she had some bullshit Pokemon. I mean, they have made the game significantly easier over the years. I would, I'd highly recommend you, you know, find an emulator and play mm. through. Not maybe not necessarily the original Red and Blue because there's a lot of quality of life features that got added, but like um, Fire Red or Leaf Green, if you haven't, um, because those games were like they, I, I've gone back and played them. I actually, I, I said this a few podcasts back, but I recently played through the entirety of Pokemon Yellow on my phone. Um, on an emulator, and I haven't beat it since I was probably in middle school. Right, and it was it was actually re- really fucking hard. Um, but yeah, that like they've they've added way too many quality of life features, and there's also like, all right, I get I got a rant about this, and I've rant, 
I've ranted about this before, but your rivals in the later games are mm-hmm. so fucking awful. Because, like, in the original Pokemon game, you got Gary. He's another kid, same age as you. And I mean, they're all the same. But yeah. No. Okay. Oh, God, no, they're not. Um, okay. So, in the original on Red and Blue, you got Gary, and he was a fucking douchebag to you like every even when he you beat him he's like these aren't even my best pokemon get out of my face i'm gonna go win some more badges like he'd do stuff like that and he was like he was a great rival be for those games because every time you fought him you're like i just want to kick this guy's ass like he actually motivated you to go up against him and i just compare him to some of the the rivals you get in some of the later games like when you get to like x and y when you get to like um I, I I think it was not going. Hmm? Yeah, the 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 Hawaiian one. The I I can't remember what it was. It was the one where you have this. Oh, Pokemon Black and White. Uh, I just said Black and White. Oh, did you? I thought you said X and Y again. Sorry, <laughs> that that's my bad. But you you have like these just people who are like, all right. We're going to battle now, but here, just in case I need to heal your boo-boos before we battle, let me heal all your Pokemon so it's a perfectly fair fight. It's not like you had to plan for this in advance and you might actually right. lose because you don't... It just... To be fair, it's pretty BS when they just appear out of a fucking hedgerow when you're, like, two feet from a healing station. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but the thing is, like, in the original game, the game, like, kind of taught you a lesson. So, like, I'm, I'm thinking of Gary, right? From yeah. the... You always would have hit a Pokemon Center before you hit Gary, right, in Pokemon Red and Blue. So if you went up exploring without healing your Pokemon and ran into him, that was your own damn fault because you didn't heal your Pokemon. Mm. I think, like, they part of what they did was put the the guy in a random spot like that. Mm. I, I guess maybe that's their way of making it more fair. Like, it's like, okay, we put him in this random location that doesn't make any sense. So we'll heal your Pokemon first. Yeah. But in the original games, like I'm thinking the first time you run into Gary is in Viridian City. You hit the Pokemon Center first. And if you decide to go up exploring where the Elite Four stuff is and catching Pokemon up there, you can run into him up there. But you would have hit a Pokemon Center first. Then you run into him in Cerulean City. And you like you would have gone through some trainers and some pretty brutal fights going through Mount Moon. But you hit a Pokemon Center first. And then you explore north, and that's where you run into him. So, basically, the game was... They didn't hold your hand and heal your Pokemon. If you were enough of an idiot to walk past the Pokemon Center and not heal your Pokemon, you're getting your ass kicked by Gary. Yeah. Yeah, no, um... I think... Because I remember when you go into the League, just before you actually go into the door that goes into the Final Four... Mm-hmm. If you go near that area, and bear in mind this door is like next to a healing station. Mm-hmm. If you go near the door, he appears. So you have to like, I didn't edge around the room because I didn't even expect him to be there. Fortunately, I went straight left. If I'd gone forward and left, I would have fucking hit him. <laughs> um, well, that, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, and that, again, the original Pokemon games, you know, you go into the, the Elite Four, Gary already beat them. You're coming in there late. Oh, really? Yeah, he's already the champion. Oh. So in the original Pokemon games, you beat the Elite Four and you get to the end. And who's the then? Then you're like, okay, but now you have to beat the the previous champion, and it's him. Mm. And he's like, 
took what took you so long like he's that's why i don't I, think the one in diamond even beats the final four yeah that's and that's kind of even in gold and silver your rival was a legitimate criminal like he broke he busted down the wall to the lab and stole pokemon and so you're chasing him around the world yeah like or you run into him it's a little bit less believable than just being like another Pokemon trainer, but no, it's it's a guy that legitimately broke in, stole the Pokemon, and you're kind of chasing him around, um, mm. or you run into him in various locations and you get into fights and stuff. Um, but yeah, I just you I know, don't I don't like the new rivals in any the of the most new games. Frustrating part of the final four for me, the most annoying Pokemon to fight wasn't the strongest Pokemon because don't get me wrong. Oh, I was I was spitting fire sometimes when like the, the the I think I literally got the final Pokemon of the final of the champion mm. down to one HP mm-hmm. and it and... killed me yeah. and I was I was pissed and I've been I'd run this thing like ten times I still couldn't beat this bitch um, but no the most annoying Pokemon of all those fights. It's, I think it's like the second of the Elite Four. By the way, the first guy in the Elite Four, he's like a bug nerd guy that is just... I know the one you're talking about. You just fucking trample him as you walk to the second area. Like, he's he's shit. No one likes bug Pokemon. I'm sorry. I kind of like eh. Beedrill. Beedrill, yeah? I mean, he's good for the first few, but he, he his stats kind of top off pretty quickly. Yeah, it, it's, it's not one of the... I don't know. Um, but no, it's a fucking Drifflim. Drifflim. Oh yeah, second, I know. Second yeah. of the Elite Four. The first thing it does is use a move called Minimize, which sharply increases its evasion. And it does that for like three rounds in a row or something. So it literally can't get any higher. Mm. And you just waste all of your PP. I don't know what the unabbreviated version of that Pokemon is. Power. I would have said it. Thank you. Pokemon all power. of your attacks are on limited number and you just waste so much shit trying to hit this stupid fucking balloon and it's like a ghost type as well so there's not much that is super effective against it i think it's ghost wind type or something yeah i again this is like it does that that is very refreshing though to hear that it's actually challenging like the original elite four Mm -hmm. in the original pokemon like the guy the last guy you fight has two dragonites like not mm. your not your uh, rival, but the guy before him, like uh, Lance. He's got like two Dragonites, some Dragonair. He's got a Gyarados, like all these really high level Dragon Pokemon. Yeah. And you know, typically what'll happen is one of them will come out and just Hyper Beam and blow away your first Pokemon in two seconds. Yeah. Um, so you really had to like stock up on Max Revives and items and stuff like that before you went into the Elite Four and the old ones. It was actually satisfying when you got through because normally they just kick your ass. Oh yeah, well that's it. It was a max of, mix of satisfaction, also thank fuck that's finally over for me. Um, no, the, the the final boss, the really challenging Pokemon was they have well, Spiritomb is kind of annoying, but he's not like top level annoying. Um, but no, Melotic, Melotic, I don't mm. know. Anyway, big fucking fish, right? You'd think, oh, I've got Torterra. I've had him since the beginning. This is going to be a fucking easy game. No. No. Grass, not effective against Melotic. Well, it's, it's because it's water psychic, isn't it? 
I'm not sure what the second type is. It's it's either water psychic or water fairy, and I think that's the reason that it's not effective. But go on. Further, furthermore, Mortic has a fire move. Which is bullshit. <laughs> to be fair... <laughs> so, I th this was years ago now, but um, Juan and I, uh, when we were, uh, you know, roommates at college, we... Mm. We played through the Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green on emulators and like just yeah. played through it. You know what Juan's party was? So. Six Starmies. Right. He just nothing but Starmie because Starmie can use Psychic. Starmie can use Hydro Pump. Starmie can use Thunderbolt. Starmie can use Recover. And that was all he needed. He just had that's, six of them. That's the fucking thing. Every time Melotic's health drops under 60%, they use Recover. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is... That's 50% of their health back. In the original Pokemon games, besides Mewtwo, Starmie had the highest special attack in the game. Mm. So it could... it could With that party that he had, he could just wipe out anything. It was so stupid. The only thing he ever used was Starmie. And there I think he one, had, like, one bird okay. so he could use Fly. That's it. Sorry, go on. There's something you'll hate, but it also... I think because they made the game, it feels like they made the game more challenging. But then they also added this thing in, which makes it a little bit easier. If you're really friendly with a, a Pokemon, mm -hmm. there is a random chance that whatever status condition it has, it will just drop the status condition. That's kind of Out dumb, of but love I, for you, literally. I, I guess I really don't like the way they phrased it because when the that Pokemon gets too hurt or something, it's like. So let's say I was using my Torterra, right? Mm -hmm. My Torterra, halfway through the game, suddenly started getting really fucking needy. Because it was like, it would get hurt in a fight, and it was like, Torterra took a lot of damage. It looks like it's going to cry. What? <laughs> it's a fucking tree. It'll just absorb its own tears back into it. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking, it's, so it's a turtle. I don't have an emotional connection to this thing. There Fuck me. <laughs> Part of me, like, I can see why that would be kind of annoying, um, mm. but part of me does respect them in terms of, like, a game design perspective. They're mm. trying to integrate that, because in, in the original Diamond and Pearl and the, the games that introduced those aspects before those ones, it was very... Th Beautiful. Those were very separate, right? Right. Like, like you had the part where you would go out and do the contests and you your poke if your pokemon liked you they'd do good in the contests and they'd have yep. you know things happen there but it it was completely divorced from the main like gameplay loop of go out catch pokemon train pokemon fight other people with pokemon so th those were basically two completely separate games well that's not all also it can if a move will kill a pokemon Occasionally, it will just stay alive with one HP. And I've actually had it chain once. So a Pokemon reduced my Torterra or Star Reavy or something, mm. Toraptor, to one HP. I'm like, ah, shit, all right, he's going to die. He's going to get another attack out so the next guy will have a fighting chance, right? Yeah. The enemy attacks again, like uses Earthquake, and it hits. And it does zero damage because he's just covered it again. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's a That's, bit, it's a, it's a bit too much. Um, 
turns it into a slot machine, which also, fun story, in the original Pokemon games, there was a casino you could go into to win Porygon. It was a uh, it was the only way to get Porygon. Yeah. And it was slot machines. But when they released uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green, the kind of Game Boy Advance updated versions of the originals, they took them mm. out because apparently they didn't want their kiddos gambling. Yeah. Except they were gambling with it, it. Except here we are in 2021 where the kiddos are gambling with real money with loot boxes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, but okay. Do you know the move that's got me through the whole fucking game? The move called Endeavor. Do you know what that is? I've, I know, I know I've heard it and I know I've seen it in game. I've never used it and I do not know the effect. So you get five attacks with it and Endeavor reduces the opponent's Pokemon to the amount of life that you have. So all of these special things that mean that your Pokemon only go down to one HP is oh. perfect, not just for killing enemy to Pokemon. To combine it with Endeavor because you could like survive, knock them down to one, and then... And for catching wild Pokemon, getting down to one HP, so they're not dead, but they are as likely to be killed in Pokeballs as possible. That is perfect. Very useful skill. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're talking about uh, going up against like legendary Pokemon, because you mm. really you normally you really really want to be careful when catching legendaries because you don't want to like you want to get them low, but you don't want to mm. risk knocking them too low. But if you use that, boom, one HP, you're good. Yeah, um, and honestly, it's I think that was what actually won me the champion in the end. Uh, I my big plan when I did actually win was that I would just. Um, like put a bunch of debuffs on the enemy because it was the last guy and it was like the Scor Scorupy or whatever the mm -hmm. Scorpion dude purple and I knew he was real fucking strong and I was like right I've got Dialga I'm going to spend all my rubbishy Pokemon just to save time and get Dialga up to full health debuff the shit out of the enemy then send Dialga in Roar of Time because it's Dragon Move which is super effective, and Roar of Time is already fucking amazingly powerful. Mm. So I do that, I put Dialga out, he gets one shot. <laughs> Even though I've reduced the enemy's attack. That is always such a fucking <laughs> bitch when that happens in those games. Like, I have a plan, this Pokemon, it's, it's this epic creature from beyond the stars, and then, oh, it just got shot in the dick and it's dead. Yep, so I just switched to Staravia, Endeavor, one HP, quick attack, dead. <laughs> it is Boom. always hilarious in the lore of the game where you can have like this Pokemon that is it's a legendary beast, you know, mm. this this creature that is beyond time and space. And it gets one shot, but this By like <laughs> but this this random river shrew that you picked up and just trained was able yep. to kill it. The worst thing is, like, the Earthquake is super effective against Dialga, and, like, every Pokemon in the fucking universe knows Earthquake, it feels like. It does uh, seem to be, yeah, it's a fairly common ability. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. Yeah, we're just talking about Pokemon now. Anyway. Well. Any final thoughts? Pokemon? You've been playing too much of it, obviously. I haven't been playing enough of Diamond, apparently. Nope. 
Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm doing that kind of after game bit now where you you fight the the battle tower, and I kind of find it a bit lame. Um, I'm trying. There's there's an area that I still haven't unlocked, and I can't. Remember. I feel like there's like a second fashion part to the game, which you unlock right at the end of the game. I'm kind of hoping for that, but otherwise I'm kind of done with it. <laughs> with a lot of the remakes, they did do that. They added like a secondary area. The the one I keep referencing, Fire Red and Leaf Green, they added a whole extra sequence of islands with super high level Pokemon and trainers and stuff that you go there and fight. So yeah, I well, imagine they do is. No, I was just going to say, I imagine they do that with all the remakes. Yeah, so in this, 90% of the game you spend on, well, in the region, and there's a 150 Pokemon. Once you get to that other island, it's a tiny island, but it has potentially every other Pokemon in all of the series. Yeah, that was something I really liked that they did in Gold and Silver, because they were the second two games, which introduced the Johto region. Um, but once you beat the Johto region, you could actually go back to the original Kanto region and beat all of them too. So you had the, you could basically, the, both games were in the second set of games, which was, I just thought that was Wouldn't really that make cool. going through the gym leaders like fucking easy as fuck? No, 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 because they, they made them. Of the ramp. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So like nice. the the final gym leader in the original games was like, you know, he had like level 50 or something Pokemon or some somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. Um, but in the, the this game, they were like level 70 or 80 or something like that. Mm. So it was really like a prestige round. You're going through. I, I beat all the so gym yeah, leaders yeah. from my hometown. Now I'm going over here and I'm going to kick all y'all asses too. But they That's were really a case of, you know, you get a legendary from the first one you go through. And then by the third one, your legendary is suddenly not as strong as Bidoof. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. Anyway, all right, let's let's end it there. We've we've actually gone on for quite a bit longer than I expected talking about Pokemon. Um, yeah, who'd have thought Pokemon had a lot to talk about? I mean, it's it's one of those things that it was part of both of our childhoods, so there was definitely going to be a yeah, lot to a talk about. Thing, yeah. Anyway, all right, this is going to be the end of episode seventy-seven of the Team Today podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again next week. Good day.